0: this episode fire nation and no it's not the income report it is a special episode with my friend damon john he just hit me up a couple days ago he said john i'd love to come on eo fire to chat about blueprint and co but can we do a quick because i just want to get this message out here i said my friends let's do this and i'll tell you the conversation that we have fire nation is quite enjoyable so let's get it on What's shaking a fire nation and welcome to a bonus episode of EO fire where I'm chatting with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. And today's featured guest is none other than Damon John. Damon, are you prepared to ignite?
1: I am absolutely prepared to ignite. Yes,
0: Damon is the <laughs> CEO and founder of FUBU and is rocking his eighth season on ABC's Shark Tank. He is a New York Times bestselling author for his 2016 book, The Power of Broke. And this month, 2017, in February, Damon is sent to launch Blueprint & Co., a creative executive co-working space with a mission to educate and empower by building a community of like-minded entrepreneurs that can benefit from Damon's resources and record of success. So, Damon, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life.
1: A little glimpse of my personal life.
0: You like bees. I saw that.
1: And I like bees. I just became a dad for the third time. Uh, you know, I took an 18-year break, and now I have an 11-month-old running around the house. <sighs> um, so, this is my third girl, and, uh, you know, so I had to buy another shotgun. And... <laughs> <laughs> You know a season the shark tank like I said you know just finished my uh my uh ambassadorship with president obama um and the White House and uh you see and a whole bunch of new shark tank investments in companies and people that are allowing me to share in their dreams so so those are a couple of things in my life
0: now were you going for a boy that time or did you just like, you know what let's just whatever works
1: it's always been whatever works um i'm, I'm I actually never really wanted a, uh, you know, wanted a boy. I, I think that I don't know. I think girls are so amazing. Yeah, and um, they, they're just they're just so beautiful. So, uh, but of course, if it was a boy, as long as it's healthy, I, I would. Um, that's all I can ask, you know.
0: I love that. I would just. I'd love to see another little DJ Junior running around here. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> and actually, today, and this is completely random, but I, I wrote an email. I just kind of train of thoughts to my audience and. I mentioned back to a time that I almost quit my podcast, which was about five years ago, right when it launched. I had just actually come back from a conference that you had spoken at. It was at com Expo with Ryan Lee. And there's a crazy moment in there because you were on stage, you rocked, you did like a little sit down with Ryan Lee, and then you were talking about, I can't remember the name of the product right now, but you're talking about some product, and you, and you said, hey, is there anybody in the audience that wants to come up here and like, Talk about this product. Say something about it, and then you know you you can give yourself a plug as well. And I'm like, this would be a great opportunity, John. Get excited about it. I raised my hand. You went to point at me. I remember it's so clear. Like you looked at me, you pointed at me, and then some woman just jumped up on stage. It's like I'll do it, and it was like it was gone. So that that was my that was my closest to getting to to hang out with you in person, Damon. But this is gonna take a, a close second place. So do you remember that conference?
1: Uh, I don't. It was five years ago.
0: Yes, yeah, five years ago.
1: Uh, where was this?
0: It was a little north of uh, New York City. Ryan Lee put it on called .com But I remember the thing that he kind of laughed about was he sent like a van to pick you up instead of like a, a limo. And he was like, I'll never do that again to Damon. and he's like, "That just wasn't a good idea."
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's all good. You know what? Well, no, I don't remember. You know, we, you know, like like you, we've been in a lot of those. Sure. things. I, I don't remember it. And I'm sorry, because five years ago, that's why. But Absolutely. last year, I would have remembered it. But anyway, yeah, it's all good now. And, and and it happened for a reason. What? So what did the lady pitch when she got up there?
0: You know, I can't even remember again. Five <laughs> years ago, like you said, I mean, that was just, and actually, probably the only reason that I've even thought about this memory right now is because today I was talking about, you know, why people fail. And one of those reasons is they quit too early. And that brought me back to the time that I almost quit, which brought that whole memory stream up. But let's move forward, because you have decided to move in a very interesting direction. I mean, there's companies like WeWork, which I've actually been to before, and and they've proven that co-working spaces absolutely work as a business model. So how did you identify that the co-working space was going to be a place that you wanted to invest in?
1: I think that WeWork has done an amazing, amazing job and they actually are, you know, some places that's desperately really needed for the people who want to activate what I call the power of broke. Um but but when you look at where we are today with things changing so fast with technology and business in, in all aspects of changing fast, where does a person like Damon John go to learn? Um or where does a corporation when they have uh, some young talent they want to recruit but the people don't want to go out to jersey or the suburbs or wherever the case is where do they house those people so i didn't see that any place like that existed so uh you know i have to go to la and i have to have 10,000 meetings and then i have to go to trade shows and maybe pass other like-minded people you know on the fly or maybe a cigar bar or maybe a private club or a golf course but why can't i just do that in one place where i go there and i see you know a hundred different damon johns mark cubans kevin o'leary's or or designers or patent attorneys working within the same place or their people are there and we can all share best practices i don't i don't know of a place like that that exists right now
0: now let's just say that there's a john lee dumas which who happens to be me and i'm just like well i want to be around that place as well so like how is that going to work in the big scheme of things? I mean, what kind of is that barrier that you need to overcome to be a part of what Blueprint and Co is going to be?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good question. So um, somebody like John, I would say, well, first of all, there's a vetting process. And what do you add to the community as well as what can the community do for you as well? And, you know, you are, you know, listen, after after interviewing 1,800 entrepreneurs <laughs> and somebody who has a, a very, a, a very uh, deep database and Rolodex I think you're a perfect type of person to be there Um, so it needs to be people that are seasoned and experienced and like you said you started your podcast five years ago or six years ago if somebody started a podcast five months ago and they're very and they're they're brand new they're really not the person for us uh, because we we can't have people who are super green Uh, pitching people in the in the organization who are out there to do business i think that there may be i think that's why i said we work and there's a lot of other programs out there that are great for startups so this is for people a little more seasoned and connected
0: so what i found fascinating when i was doing a little more research behind this is that you are doing more than just investing in this so can you kind of share with the listeners today with fire nation exactly what your envision of the role that you're going to play in this is
1: yeah so the role that I'll play is first of all I'll be there uh, I'll be there as m- as much as I can well, several members of my personal staff will be there also a lot of my shark tank companies will be there. I'll also be doing podcast and live uh streaming from there and I'm trying to make this place uh mTV Times Square meets entrepreneurship, a building of Willy Wonka's chocolate factory of uh, craziness and entrepreneurship, all cutting-edge entrepreneurs, seasoned entrepreneurs, all products such as Verides there. So I'm personally inhabiting the space myself, Um, and and that's why this is the flagship. And I'm going to hopefully roll this out. A product like this can only roll out into the top cities because – The executives generally are in the top cities. If I roll this out to, uh, you know, uh, middle America, it's going to be a different type of product. It will be more like a WeWork. But as of right now, it's really going to be just hands-on executives, and I'm going to have to physically be there. You know, anybody who just invests in products uh, you know, or companies. I generally, when I invest in products and companies, that I'm not going to be part of. I just go to something called the stock market. I send Tesla a couple of dollars, and <laughs> you know what? I I get, I get a couple of dollars back, or I lose a couple of dollars. Right, right. But anything anything that I'm working with, I'm extremely hands on.
0: So one thing that I'm pretty curious about is: What does Damon John think the top cities are? Are we just talking national? Are We talking international? And if we're just talking U.S., what what are we talking cities wise?
1: Oh, well, we're just talking U.S. It's the ones that we all, uh, you know, go to and frequent the most. So it's going to be Miami, Atlanta, Boston, Chicago, uh, Dallas, uh, L.A., uh, New York, um, a couple of others will we'll we'll be somewhere Putting in there. Putting in
0: a pitch right now for San Juan, Puerto Rico, just because, you know, that's where I live right now. I'm on this island here. And, and we got a vibrant community down here, Damon. Can you speak you, Can you speak Spanish? Hablas Español?
1: No, no, hablas <laughs> Español, but I... <laughs> I absolutely would love but see no work will get done if I'm yes, down in San Juan. So true. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so you have this creative mind, Damon, that I've always admired watching you on Shark Tank and just seeing what you've done over the years. What attracted you to this project on the creative side?
1: I think it's being next to creatives. That's what it is. It's the fact that uh, the the mixture of people here are innovative and they're executives. So I'll give you an example of some of the, some of the members. Uh, one of the members of Lisa Mattress—they—they—they're they're, they're changing the way the mattresses are being delivered to the door, and you know they these full foam mattresses—and they're—they're they're doing. This guy's probably doing a hundred million dollars in business. They don't need to be here, right? They have their own office. But also, you look at somebody like Ashley Stewart. The company's been around 25 years, and a, and a gentleman named James has taken over the company, and he's turned it around. And this company that was uh, really addressing full-figured women are now like on the top of cutting edge on how they're turning the company more about a tech play with a face to it instead of thinking about clothes and of course i'm going to learn from them because i'm in the clothing industry you have places like uh jet smarter who uh, you know it's a co-shared economy again people who share private debts they're taking uh, several jets there so their executives have a place to uh, go when they fly into new york now i'm going to meet other like-minded executives and we're going to be doing deals there most likely so the creative aspect of people who know they need to change is what is attractive to me the other people who stay in there, you know, make their decisions from 35,000 feet in the air or in their ivory towers and they turn around, they realize that they're out of business because of the way the technology is moving, you know, I don't want to be around those people. I want to be around other like-minded people that know we need to all change with with, with, with what's going on out there.
0: I have to be honest. I'm not a creative. I, I really wish I was, but I'm not. I'm just a straight business guy. So I also have to kind of, kind of ask this follow-up question as What attracted you to this business from the business perspective?
1: I think that, you know, at the end of the day, we're all selling each other time. That's the only thing we can sell people now. So now instead of renting a limousine service, you can get an Uber very quickly. Or instead of going and getting a full-time share, you can get an Airbnb. And the business aspect of it is if I can, instead of having to go to LA and do 10,000 lunches with have your people call my people, if I can go to one place and I can knock out meeting uh Randy Zuckerberg over here or 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 ten of the other executives and getting deals done right there, that is exciting to me, and that increases my bottom line because the only thing we cannot get back is time, and they are they're not making any more they're not making attention anymore nobody's making more attention, we don't have that kind of attention to go around anymore and do the type of things that we used to do so from a business standpoint, I can scale quicker by having a bunch of people that are uh, doing best practices and showing how things are going instead of having to go to 10 other conferences and hear the same crap by the same speakers all the time. Right. And th- that's, what's it, that's what's great to me. And I want to attract the talent of people like myself who want to move forward. So it really is going to be able to be monetized by being around those people. Now, I'll give you an example. Next week alone, I'm doing a one-on-one with Gary Vaynerchuk, and then the following day, I'm doing a one-on-one with all the sharks. Now, you normally, when we go out to these conferences, maybe even like the one you saw me at, we're speaking very basics and the fundamentals of how to operate business. But that's not the type of crowd my crowd is. My crowd wants to know, how are you moving forward today with what's going on? How much of your money is spent in technology? How are you acquiring new talent? How are you getting international distribution? How are you dealing with financing? How are you dealing with some of these government changes that are going on? And how are you preparing yourself? And those are the type of conversations that we're having in there. We're not having the, what's a trademark or a patent? Nothing wrong with that. But the people that are in the space already have been through that course.
0: So I love what you said about time and that's so critical, Fire Nation, because you also, Damon, mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk and he said multiple times that he passed on the first few rounds of Uber because he didn't get it. He's like, you know, we don't need another taxi service. But when he finally clicked with what Uber was and when the light bulb finally went off and he said, you know what Uber's actually doing? They're actually giving me back time or at least they're giving me back the illusion of time that I don't have to walk downstairs and like potentially wait for a taxi that I know my car's going to be waiting. They're giving me the illusion that I'm saving time and that's what people want more than anything else. And then, of course, he ran to Travis and, and tried to get in, you know, but it was too late for the first couple rounds. So he got in at a, at a later date, but, you know, he looks back at that as one of his, his really unfortunate aha moments, it just came too late for for the big thing. So Fire Nation, just think about that time thing. It's so critical. And Damon, you've come up with some great names for some products over the years. You know, of course, there's FUBU, and now there's Blueprint and Co. That does kind of confuse me. It doesn't jump out to me about what that exactly means and where you came up with that. Can you kind of expound upon that?
1: Yeah, so what we came up with that was that everybody there already has the blueprint and the foundation of business. Mm. If they have that blueprint and foundation, now how are they going to apply it to where we're going in the future? And the co is, so we all have the blueprint and foundation, but now we're around company of other people who have that, who are all moving forward. So there's going to be blueprint and co, our investment company is blueprint and scale. And then there's going to be several, uh, uh, renditions of blueprint and
0: blueprint fire nation they have the blueprint you're there moving forward following that lead now damon as this business creator i mean you've learned just a lot of the years i mean eight seasons with Shark Tank you know that's just mind-blowing and and you know you continue to just show up every single day and you're adding value to the show you're adding value even to the people that you don't end up investing with I mean I know that people have walked out that door with just one thing that you've said and they've applied it to their business and they've done great things because of that so that's what I love about Shark Tank and the show and what you've done but what specifically have you learned from Shark Tank that you've applied in, into creating this company Blueprint and Co.?
1: I learned the most from Shark Tank. I learned from, as much as I joke about those other morons, I learned from the other sharks, <laughs> right? But I learned from these other these these entrepreneurs who can't be stopped if they're doing business a whole new way. So what I've learned from the, them that applies to Blueprint & Co. is the fact that I, need to cre- I needed to create a Blueprint & Co. because business is being done in such a different way. So what I've learned from these entrepreneurs is that, Number one, there's ways to now um, monetize and scale your business without creating inventory because mm. uh, there also there are ways to create a direct line to the consumer and, and monthly talk to them because there's membership programs. I've also learned that if you're not giving back to the consumer or not the consumer, to, to somebody, the consumer is less likely to support you. That's not what have you done for me lately. Is what have you done for somebody else lately is the mentality of the consumer. I've also learned the power of social media, and you no longer hear people like me saying, "Well, we had to go out and do a um, what is that thing? A test market? Not a test market. Uh, a focus group? That doesn't even exist anymore." But my my uh, colleagues who 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 don't see all these type of new ways things are being done, they're so jaded they don't realize how business is being done. So I think that the 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 being around all the Shark Tank uh, people made me realize that I need to be around even more individuals like that. And that's exactly why I started to create this company.
0: Just last month, this podcast, EO Fire, we had over 2 million listens. And I'll tell you right now, this is an international audience. This is an audience that is made up, majority-wise, of small business entrepreneurs, of sidepreneurs, of hustlers. I mean, people, by the way, that have loved your book, The Power of Broke. And, you know, they're really grinding it out and doing it. But there is a percentage Of listeners right now that are completely ready for something like Blueprint and co so you know as we kind of wrap up our chat here today like let's kind of first maybe speak to the majority of our listeners you know that um maybe you know they're just they're just not there yet for something like this but you know you wrote this book power of broke and you you can speak to this segment for sure and then you know kind of maybe shift the focus to to the couple percent of people that this this is right in their wheelhouse and and who those people are
1: for the people that uh, are not necessarily ready for the blueprint and code, you know this. You know I always say activate the power book. That's why I say that the WeWorks of the world do an amazing, amazing job because you should not go out and run your own data line. To get your own secretary and spend a five year lease, you should take two and three desks at those places like that. And when you grow to be able to then be in a blueprint and code, then you come and see us. But. There are also going to be people that are listening that are not startups, but they're great coders. They're great, um, uh, you know, they're great website builders or designers or something like that, or photographers. You know, up there we will have people that are seasoned, but they're not necessarily doing millions of dollars in business. But we have people up there who are great film editors because when I come back from a season of Shark Tank and I have ten companies in my hand. I don't know everything about everything. I need to know where's a great uh, fashion photographer for this, where's a great consumer packaging person for this. So there are going to be creatives up there as well because uh, some of the executives like me can actually work with them and maybe their business is okay but their talent is great and maybe we may hire them or partner with them. So there's going to be a, a, a differentiation of people who are there because they serve the members um so so that's going to be there now for the executives of the world i mean you know there these are individuals who can't park three people or three of their their top talent over at a social club because their talent is going to be drinking all day or they can't <laughs> use the phone over there or maybe they'll be irritating other people that are there for social reasons, right? They can also park their talent at a, at a at a startup type of co-shared space because they're not a startup. They they don't need to know about trademarks and patents. They need to know about how to grow and scale a business that's already doing 80 million and take it to 200 million. So this is the type of place for those type of individuals. And I have a like I said, a lot of corporations that are saying, I need to park five people over there because I can't get good talent out to the suburbs or or out to this part of town, and I just want them to be around other people and source other talent. So this is the type of of place for people, uh, you know, who are really about doing business and they're seasoned executives. But, you know, we also don't want to ever not pay attention to the startups because I'm all about entrepreneurship. So out of this space, we will be doing podcasts, broadcasts, and we also will be doing curriculums, digital curriculums, where we will be talking about the basics and the fundamentals of business. And we'll probably either... Let that be available for free on our site or live stream so people who do need to know about the fundamentals can just plug into our Facebook and and learn some of that stuff.
0: I love this. I just love, Damon, how you're always thinking about the big picture, thinking about the entire pie, not just a tiny slice. And let's wrap this interview up on FIRE with you giving us, FIRE Nation, just one short, quick, but powerful parting piece of guidance. And then maybe just share the best way that we can connect with what you have going on with Blueprint and Co. and, of course, everything else. And then we'll say goodbye.
1: The best piece of advice that I can give people now is, you know, we're in a very... Challenging time with technology, with social media, with uh, what's going on with politics and our government, and a lot of people are getting lost in the sauce on you know who's going to make America great or who's going to make it bad or whatever the case is. And at the end of the day, we can't blame anybody else. And what I've started to see, whether it's large corporations saying they can't source really good talent out there, because I'll give you an example. I was I was talking to the to the governing body of operation of heavy equipment, and they were saying. That their jobs, when they post their jobs, they're vacant for 15 months. And these people can make one hundred and fifty to $200,000 being a technician or being an operator of heavy equipment, right? So you're looking at some of these things that are going on in the world and life is changing and things are happening and people need to just get off their butt and go learn. Learn how to code, learn how to build your own sites, learn how to do those things because if you don't learn it, then somebody's going to hold you hostage to that and If you look at the number one occupation for males in the United States is operating heavy equipment or driving trucks if everything's going autonomous you 're not going to have a job i don 't care how great you think America's going to be, but if you start to learn about what it takes to code and to to develop these vehicles and to learn all that stuff. You can work till you're 80 years old and not have to break your back sitting in a truck. If the number one job for females is uh, executive assistants and secretaries and things of that nature, if everything's going virtual assistants, you're not going to have a job either unless you learn what you need to do. And now you can work till you're 80 years old from home. So I think that people out there don't. They don't understand how much things are changing and how they have to learn it and nobody's going to help you. And that's what people need to learn. And I think that's the biggest piece of advice I can give people and that's why my butt is up at Blueprint and Co. every single day that I'm in York because I need to learn as well. No matter what point you get into your life, don't think you can pay everybody to to do it for you because all they're going to do is lie to you and take your check as long as they can. And people just need to learn. And that's and it's the fundamentals that our parents have taught us. And that's why we're so great as a nation because we used to all learn it ourselves and do it ourselves. And people are getting just straight up lazy now and they mm. need to wake up.
0: I mean, Fire Nation, Damon's been dropping value bombs this entire interview. But the one that I want to echo that just really hit home with me if you don't learn, people are going to hold you hostage for that. I mean, Fire Nation, just think about that. The last thing you want to be in life is a hostage. And guess what? There's nobody that's going to make that decision except for you deciding not to learn. So just learn. Now, Damon, what's the best way we can connect with what you have going on, Blueprint and Co., et cetera?
1: Yeah. So, of course, you can follow me on my social media. I'm at the shark Damon like Raymond, spelled with a D. <laughs> and, um, and yeah and blueprint and code blueprintandco.com is where people can either go on to see if it fits for them and also we love third party vendors yeah. you know if you're yeah if you're somebody who's a great website developer or a great distribution you come on there and we can vet you and if you we feel that you fit for our members then we're going to list you and, and you know hopefully you'll make some money and and uh, and you know meet some great people that'll help scale your business as well
0: Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And hello, you've been hanging out with DJ and JLD today. So keep <laughs> up the heat and head over to eofire.com. If you type Damond in the search bar, his show notes page is going to pop up with everything that we've been talking about today, links to everything. These are the best show notes in the biz. Hello, I've done thousands of these. I've got them down pat. And of course, if you haven't read The Power of Broke yet, do yourself a favor, make it a 2017 re- resolution. Do it this month, February 2017. And then head over to blueprintandco.com. See if there's a fit for you over there or just see what Damon has going on because it might be a fit for you three, five, ten 10 years down the road. Damon, thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you, John.
0: Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with the Damon John of Shark Tank today. I know that I enjoyed it. It was a blast. Quick question, have you gone over to themasteryjournal.com yet to check out our amazing Kickstarter campaign that's rocking it right now? We just crossed $150,000 because people are realizing the importance of mastering productivity, discipline, and focus, and they want to do it now. They want to do it in 2017, the Masteryjournal.com. I will catch you there.